Tab Talk begins in three, two, one. Come on. We are back, Sweet 16, baby. Big Cotillion Energy. We'd like to thank BB, Max Mara, Free People, Pretty Little Thing, you know, for sponsoring the event today. You know, we're live on camera for the first time. Happy to have all of them involved and helping us get the perfect dresses for the Tap Talk Sweet 16. Uh, DJ Omi is on the ones and twos. He's, he's a little, <laughs> he's hurting a little bit right now, but uh, he's going, you know, he's going to flex with some records. Uh, you know, but what else? What happened in the week today? Uh, yep. Fendi and Prada dropped ledgers. You know, they drop physical yeah. ledgers. You know, like if you want to see it on the runway, you know, kit cars are all the rage with influencers. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm trying to do what else happened. First, actually, I want to shout out these guys to start this. I want to shout out Colin and James for being super supportive homies. I'm going to get y'all like a beautiful candle or like some sort of like engraved gift uh, because they're holding your boy down, help, help me skyrocket up to a, uh, a, a smaller proportion of followers. This is what, yep. you know, this is what apes follow apes really means. You know, Yo, Orin or, or, or got a 700 follower bump this weekend, I think. Uh, uh, I actually want to say, Oren, I genuinely appreciate that because I felt, I actually felt like Colin and I, I was like, whoa, we got some clout, bro. You know what I'm saying? We definitely, yeah. I mean, you, 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 put down, you put Let's the content go. out there for sure, right? But you guys helped amplify it, you know what I mean? And that's a, uh, you know, this is, it, it, it's bros working together. I know that I'm just like, you know, I'm just a little guy out here just running a, you know, giant <laughs> public company at Wall, you know, and, uh, and I'm just having to get blessed with his retweets on. Let me tell you what I, I, I was, I thought about this and it's like, it not to be just so self-serving. But like as a as someone who's basically part of a trio for a pod, right? Like if we're all gonna help each other out and the algo pushes to new people, like it only serves me, right? Like to continuously help to push the homies as well, because then when you push me, right? Like we all want like all ships rise on high tide in that scenario, right? Like it doesn't make sense for me to not help out the homie. You know what I mean? Like we try and grow. You know what I mean? We're just trying, we're just we're just content boys. I'm just saying I'm, I'm appreciated I got I got gifts coming for y'all you know what I mean well maybe we'll unveil them on pod and you know we'll, we'll see what happens yo I got I a it. I got some big personal news oh so uh I've been doing Twitter for like you know really seriously for like a year now that entire time I've had this header that is a screenshot of Chamath tweeting a little Dirk lyric and I've gone a year I've got 50,000 followers I think probably millions of profile views and no one has ever noticed my header. And big shout out, Jack Rains. Uh, he writes for Liquidity. He DM'd me, he was like, yo, your header is amazing. And I was like, my man, you just made, you just made my year. <laughs> Jack, it's early, you just, but you, know you know just mean, made light, my up for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> let's go, you know what I mean? We ready, yeah. yeah. Yep. 100%. What I love about yeah. that too is that like, Collins, that's, like, that's such a great header. And people put, so and I don't like no one in particular, but people put so much effort into their header, and it actually yeah. to me often has the opposite effect of what they want. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, like just, yours is you know? super whack, right? Isn't it like a landscape? Yeah, his is like the default background for <laughs> the <laughs> Apple thing, which yeah, is super like, fire. Saying, it's so whack. Big Sur, baby, Big Sur. Right. You know yeah. what I'm it, it makes me think that maybe he works at Apple because why else would he have that yeah. as the header? You know? Yo, I actually think it's um, it's not K two. It's like a super famous peak, but yeah, it has nothing to do with anything to do with me. No, it's because bro, because you're at, you're at the summit, bro. You're at peak yeah. performance. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's we, a, yeah, we always metaphor. striving to get to the top. We always strive for the top at all times. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Most people die on the way up. I, I, you know. I had to test the uh, I had to test the headers, but I feel really bad because I had the one that was my favorite one, which is J.R. Smith, like holding yeah, the basketball and an iron down Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo Ball's like. 
And, I was like, and, he's in the, and he's got the supreme sleeve. It was like one of the three games they did before they banned him for wearing the supreme sleeve. And it's the hardest basketball photo that I may have ever seen. But it just didn't it didn't convert. It was, it was too yeah. niche of an audience. So now I got, I got you know some fire chairs. Yeah, yeah. I used to get the uh, the, the constant DM that I was chair. always getting was like, sir, like can I sell you? Oh, let me design a, a Twitter header for you, and if you like it, you can pay me for it. And I'm always just like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I got big I'm sir. Catalina's coming out next week. I got. I'm good. This is what we gotta do when uh, when we're all together next. We're gonna do the tap talk promo photo shoot. You know what I mean? And then it's just gonna I'm be, bro, so ready, bro. dude. <laughs> yeah, but this, it'll be serious. You know, like you know, we'll be suited and booted. You know what I mean? Chateau Marmont. You know what I mean? We bring a like, couple different outfits though. We bring a couple different fits, right? Uh, yeah, was, yeah, for me, that's just gonna be a black tee and some black jeans and some tan, pants. <laughs> tan suit, black suit, suit with shorts. I'm just saying, <laughs> suit, I'm with suit with shorts. Uh, I'll, I'll wear the kilt. I'm not afraid to wear the the man kilt. You know, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Tom Ford but you, items. Uh, or but is it Tom a real Brown. kilt? God damn. Is it a real oh, kilt? Yeah, that's or a real kilt. You got you got the airflow. Yeah, I'd say yeah. It's more of a statement piece. You don't okay, actually own. Enough. You don't actually own your kill. <laughs> I hope no, I don't. Does, I don't own the Tom Brown you're, kill. You're willing, uh, but we haven't had you're like I, we're not out and about like we used to be. If uh, as soon as things are back to normal <laughs> and we're like you know we're really in the mix, like 100, I would get that. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. could get Kingston the matching kilt for when you're out and about, bring him out with you, coming up from Orange County up to LA, we could hit the streets. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that would be the be the look. You know what I mean? I don't know if they do Tom Brown kids, but like you know they do Museum <laughs> of Peace and Quiet kids, which is great because it'll just be a shirt and it'll be like organic or like natural. <laughs> yeah, and Beautiful. it's just like it's like eighty seven dollars, and so uh, you know, hey, you never know. Perfect chef's kids. All right, we got right, for the tabs. Right. What's the first tab? Yeah, so first one, I feel like a lot of my tabs lately have been more of a a moment in time than an actual link. So you're more of a newsboy. Yeah, is more really? more of a current events boy lately. But uh, so what I've got is the train package theft uh debacle fiasco disaster uh that's been Break it down for the, the people internet. yeah i mean so basically i mean this is all based around southern california right um and and union pacific yards uh, outside or in la and the the scale of the theft is shocking the images of it are crazy right it's basically just like completely littered with amazon prime packages and uh i think it's an interesting thing and uh my wife hates Union Pacific, and so uh, as part of as part of that, this is a years long saga. The current chapter in it is based on for her little e commerce business. Uh, she's having a unprecedented amount of packages just go missing, right? And she's noticed that a lot of them are like are like get the LA area check in, and then they're just like pending update in Southern California. And, uh, you know, so she's convinced that a lot of them are, you know, probably in these pictures here on Twitter, um, uh, strewn about the tracks. I think it's particularly interesting because Union Pacific is like the mob. Um, they own the land that all of the railroads in the whole country uh, are built on. And they do exactly what they want to do. And, and pretty much nobody yeah, can which tell Which is essentially do. absolutely nothing besides yes. keep those trains running. Right, yeah. right. Like, like literally. And uh, yeah, there we go. There's a, there's a yeah, and so well, I, first question: Is this going to impact a goal? This is your one goal of eighty percent EBITDA. No, I think uh, it, okay. I think inventory. You're make up for it. Well, right. but yeah. Anyone who's not who has not seen this, like I, I, 
it sounds interesting, and and then you look at the photos, and it's sort of mind blowing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like oh, it's, there's it's, thousands of boxes just littered on the tracks. It's like obscene. Like it looks like some. It looks like a war zone or something, right? Like some third world. Like yeah, well, crazy wait, because initially, like, okay, there's some guys going on there, and like maybe taking packages, maybe taking some TVs. Like, nah, this is like there is just, hundreds of degenerates hopping on trains and opening every single box that are within yeah. these cars when they're like at a stop. Like that's the level to which the pictures make it look like, and it probably is. Yeah, and they sure. can just do it because it's totally. Well, also, there's all this infrastructure. Like, once people started like robbing things out of Louis Vuitton stores and just like being like, "Oh, no one's gonna mess with us," and they start looking at all this other like untouched infrastructure that there is, it's like, "Okay, cool. The, the meth heads were still in the, the copper wires for a while. You know, we got the people that are sure. running into into the stores. But what else is just absolutely unprotected infrastructure inside these places? Like, you can't get to the Amazon Prime warehouse, but you can walk into a train yard, like especially at night, like yeah. walk up to a train that's moving slowly and just get on it, and yeah. no one or, will know. Yeah. Or parked, right? Like. Like yeah, and sometimes charged. they just sit there. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I think a lot. Sorry, sorry, sorry go for no, it. no, go ahead. It's a lot of a lot of this touches on without getting political. Just conceptually, the society, even with like law and police, like requires, like like just requires sort of like this uh, this these social contracts where you just don't follow through. You know, people just don't break the law all the time, right? Like it sort of brings up this concept to me. Like, forget what you think about law and order and right and left. Is it's like. We all have to. So there's not any way that you could police all places at all times. It's just not possible, right? And so either, uh, <clears throat> you know, either we just sort of everything goes crazy, or we society have to come together. I think and sort of implicitly decide to not do this kind of stuff because um, this is just nutty, right? And I, and I think living in in LA, you know, I just moved to LA. There's a lot of, you know, when I was having dinner at this place, Tattle on Cannon the other night, and flex. I met this uh, flex. And there's a, and I met a private security guard there, um, and he's like, we're talking about guns and stuff, right? And he's like talking about just like how everyone's getting robbed all the time and how everyone should be carrying a gun in L.A. And then I was at Craig's the other day, and there's a there's a dude with a bulletproof vest standing inside Craig's, like standing in one of the trendiest restaurants in L.A., like in the front door, because everyone in Beverly Hills is worried they're about to just get robbed all the time. And obviously, it's not exactly tied to the train stuff, but it sort of speaks to this more overarching feeling, I think, that has happened right now, where people are just like, I can just do what yeah, I want. They, they don't right? give a fuck. You're like the, the disparity between rich and poor is so big that it's like, cool, we rob those people, they're just going to get new shit, which is 100% true, and it's going <laughs> to have any impact. But I think what what UD Pacific is going to do to strike back on this is going to be, because this is like, the railroad goes back to like mafia, goonery yeah. generations, right? And so sure. we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, armed drones in like like police trains say, or whatever it is like it's going to be so intense how how hard they go back on this this is like the ships getting pirate you know you know the ships going through northern africa where yeah. pirate attacks come like yeah. somalian pirates this is like the same thing they hire blackwater they hire these private security and the dudes just sit there with machine guns just light them up bah, 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 in yeah. case anyone comes near them well and then yeah. what that's that's gonna end of the cycle where it's like it's gonna be some dystopian shit because then it's gonna be like all right well they just mow down you know 100 people robbing some trains <laughs> at some point and then yeah. it's gonna be like really like human life has been devalued so we're, we're heading to a we're heading to a weird point i think sick like, intro to the pod sweet well, 16 edition thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, th I think that the last the last point I have on it is obviously people are are uh, really looking to the L.A. County D.A. to do something about this. But, yeah, but he's the D.A. from San Francisco. Yeah, who's not right, gonna do shit. Right. But this is on this is on Union Pacific. Right. Their business is transporting all these packages, and they just leave them completely vulnerable. Like if if anybody else had a business that was just constantly like getting 
uh, yeah. you know, getting UPS attacked was by just thieves. Like, like that just, biz- when, when you drop yeah. off your package, just leave it in a clear box. Yeah. It's open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Like anybody else would like beef up security, do something about it. And I think it's especially interesting with Union Pacific because they just do like by all accounts, whatever they want. Like they, they run whatever schedule they want. They will shut down traffic as they want. And there's nobody, nothing that anybody can do about it. And, uh, and then you add this on top of it where they're just not handling it. It's uh Pretty weird. Bro, we, brothers, we need to seize the trains. Brothers. <laughs> should we do a DAO to buy out Union Pacific? Is that, is that what we need? Ooh, train DAO. Train, train DAO. DAO. You heard it here first, y'all. Train if DAO. you guys do the train DAO, you're going to throw us some, We're some government start tokens. We're with a 136 <laughs> scale replica of Union Pacific. And <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to... Whenever I hear Union Pacific, I, th- I keep thinking PacSun. I think keep thinking Pacific Sun, the clothing company. And my brain just goes to a different place. Anyway, enough right. of that. Um, what do we, what got? we got next? All right, uh, popping into this one. So this is an article from NPR that basically says one fewer, one million fewer students are in college than last year, and looking at these super low enrollment numbers, um, which, which on its, on its, uh, I wanted to use as an excuse for all of us to just talk about the idea of like, is there going to be college in in the future? Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, that, that's the start, gentlemen. Right. Props. Yo, roll call. Who? Uh, what? Give your status. I dropped out with one term left. James, I dropped out with less. I, I got eight credits left to this day, which is less than a semester. So, yeah. Orin? I graduated from the Harvard of the Southwest, Arizona State University, and which basically Ooh. counts as dropping out in the last semester of a, another state school. Uh, uh, yeah, but I yeah, mean, I don't know. I'm like, you I didn't go to some great school. I guess maybe not obviously. I, I feel like I have a very cliche outlook on college, um, which like. What school are, did y'all drop out of, though? Like, Wharton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yale? No, yeah. so I so I dropped out of to be really so interesting. I dropped out of Hunter, right? Just a perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, Hunter, but the my Oberlin mom of, of New York. <laughs> my mom went to Harvard. My dad went to Yale, right? And so both my mm, sisters have multiple stock, degrees. Ladies. Oh man, you my, fucked my, up. You fucked up. My grandfather, bag, brother. <laughs> trustee at Columbia Law School, like, and I was just like, I was like, ha ha. Schools for suckers. In fact, I, you know, I took a leap year, a gap year first too. Actually, I took it after high school because I, I really. Shout out to moms. I almost didn't make it out of that one either. Didn't almost didn't get that degree. Um, and yeah, luckily, I tore a ligament in my foot. And not even kidding you, I had like a month left of school, and I owed 148 hours of gym or something. And they were and I did the math, and I was got to be literally in gym class like nine hours a day <laughs> <laughs> until the end. And I told my mom, and I was like, I'm letting you know, mom, if I don't graduate, I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a super senior. Year. I'm not. I'm not going back. I'm not doing that. Right. And then I got, it was terrible at the time, but I got lucky. I was carrying an ex-girlfriend on my shoulders, fell, tore a ligament. And instead they asked me to write two, two page papers on anything to do with sports instead of 148 hours of gym. And that's the only way I graduated high school. So anyway, sorry. Little, that was little yeah, and so do, do you feel, uh, do you think we should try to shoot for, at maybe as part of the Tab Talk DAO, getting an honorarium for you from Hunter? Uh, bro, I am, I, I have realized. Like I, the so ceremony would be lit? Dude, I had a moment in like 20... 20 when I thought I was like done with the entrepreneurial roller, entrepreneurial roller coaster and I had uh, and I made like four or five rounds of uh, interviews at McKinsey for an associate partner role and then in the background check they were like oh Link. what's your what's your uh, you know to fill all the GDPR compliance stuff and they're like oh don't worry you're fine and then I, I emailed them I was like just to let you know my resume is not a lie it says I went to Hunter College from this year to this year for did. four years, and I did go to the. But it does not say Bachelor of the Arts, right? For a reason, it just says media major from this year to this year. But I didn't graduate, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, I get a call back the next day," and they're like, "Oh, we can't take the the regulatory risk 
or the, the legal risk on having someone on an AP level role not have a college degree. And being the spicy person I was, I was like, listen, you tell me if Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg came in here and said they want to be oh, an associate no, partner no, at McKinsey, didn't. yeah, you wouldn't open the doors. You'd be giving them senior partner roles. Me, and then the recruiter Mark laughed. And Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I then like was trying to figure out could I go get my degree, blah, blah, blah. And then I really decided that the trick was just like to crush it so hard. Then I just get that they just give me that honorary, you know what I mean? And then I go laugh at Hunter because Yale's throwing me honoraries, you know what I mean? They're just like boom, boom, boom. What you need, baby? You know? Sorry. And so, do, do you believe that? All right, so it's one million down. You know, do you believe that when um, for Colin and I with the with the small kids, or for Jane for your kids coming in the next year or so, do you think when they are going to college, the college will still be as important, or will still be around? Uh, are we me, putting money my, in the college funds? You know what I mean? You guys uh, so I'm putting money in my kid. I, I had a moment today where I was thinking about this, right? Where it's like marketing for specifically, right? Because I'm, I'm, I, you know, I like to think of myself as a marketer at my core, and I like to think. And you guys are definitely like big, big, big chunks of you are, are marketers, right? Like if you ask me, I give you two hundred thousand dollars, okay, to to go blow on learning marketing. You know what I say? What I, am I? What I tell my kid or entrepreneurship? What I tell my kid to go to college with my two hundred grand, or what I say? Go blow at learning to build something and go buy books and pay for mentors. Like with unequivocally, I don't know any great marketers that were like, dude, the marketing class I took in sophomore year of college like changed the way. Yeah, that Professor I Galloway just <laughs> changed everything for me. <laughs> you know, like so. So probably my 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 thought is as long as the, my kid is like driving hard. In, in, in doing something, I don't really care what they do. College is pretty irrelevant to me, uh, candidly, right? So I think that the numbers are going to keep going down. Uh, I, I come from a pretty well-educated family, so I don't want to knock on them. But, like, I think that education, unless you go into a specific field where you need, like, where you're right. a lawyer, you have to pass a bar, or a doctor, you have to have a medical, you know, be an MD. Like, that I don't know what these bachelor's of arts degrees, you know, I, I, you know, I think they're just worthless for 99% of people and they I, end up in debt because of it. I completely agree. I think that there is pretty much no way that college as we know it exists in 15 years um at least not in a recognizable way um and no no college fund the uh it's funny because looking at the statistics of where okay this dropped down to a million but we're still uh we're still up even after that drop like a million and a half people from uh where we were in the 90s and like two and a half million from every year in the 80s. So it was so many additional people have been going to college because it's like, oh, co- of course you're going to go to college. And college is the enabling way to those jobs. Right. And so I think it will probably fall back to maybe like those 2000s numbers. I think it will still be a major thing. And I would say that like, because you guys didn't finish off, but like it didn't matter to me whether I finished off or not. Like like that last year was I essentially checked out anyway. Um, but like, yeah, so the degree itself didn't make a difference for any of us. Like, I've never had a resume where I've like put my college on it. If I've even used a resume since uh, maybe once since <laughs> I, I graduated, like you know, and the uh, but I do think that that experience, like as a more introverted person, especially as someone coming from Hawaii to like the mainland, like I needed those couple years to just like be in the mix because I didn't know what I wanted to do or what business. And like looking back on it, if I'd known some of what I did in those couple years, like first, like there was like a five year combined business MBA program that like one of my friends knew he was going to do and like finished and he came out in like five years was a CPA and like making 180 grand or something. I was like, sure. this guy, this is shit figured out. Like I'm in graphic <laughs> design, you know, yeah, uh, you know, know, but it's like if you would like have that kind of level of planning, I think, I think it's useful, but I think yeah, it'll just kind of fall a little bit, but we're still going to see it as primarily I max it out the 529. So if you do the math, you've got to put like $800 a month in the fucking 529 from when your kid is born to get to the compounding that's going to get you to that 200 grand or whatever it is. Uh, I'm sure you'll have extra if you if you do that much or whatever it is. But like, it, 
that, that tax free money. You know what I mean? You're better off I do mean, that than be like, oh, guess what? My kids want to go to go to college. I gotta get forty k after tax out. You know, this year. Yeah. Like that. I mean, my my thoughts are this: is that like college? I, I I'm I'm glad I went to college. Like, I don't think it was a waste for me. I needed that transition in life. I was a little derelict growing up. I you know got a lot of trouble, and like it solely was it was part of that transition process into growing up for me. Um, <clears throat> I do think that for a lot of people, and I grew up like uh, you know very well connected middle class kid in New York City. I think that if I'd come from a different background, that like in, like a college education would may have been like game changing for me, right? Like I happen to already come from the network. Like, just from where I grew up, like I knew kids whose dads owned investment banks, right? Like I just like can't like that's just like luck of the draw. Um, so I think that it's important for some people, and I, I it's almost like a trope at this point. But as I sit here in my apartment that had a leak for three weeks from the ceiling, and we couldn't get enough contractors in here to fix it, like really, really, really clearly, like people should be going to trade schools and stuff, right? Like yeah, you know, exactly. You know, an electrician can make one hundred and seventy bucks an hour. You know, yeah, like that's that, what people should be going to do. I think that like that's what I mean by like it it will not yeah, evolve at all trade focus or and something yeah, yeah i think tr- both trade and then like professional like james mentioned in terms of whether it's a, a lawyer or a dentist or a or a doctor but especially trades um you know and, and that's interesting because uh, you know, i always think i use i talk about alibaba a lot and uh you know, and the whole idea that there it's is a great connected- moment i think to talk about Orin, do you want to tell? Do you want pending to tell Orin yeah, yeah, we, we've got a pending ebook at five thousand followers, just so that you guys know. Okay, phone alert. Uh, but the but as being like a portal to all these manufacturing jobs that are in China, like basically this giant company took advantage of this niche to be able to connect overseas, you know, companies to this global supply chain. But in America, that doesn't really exist. You basically have to like hunt through to find like a machine shops website, which has like poor SEO and there's no directory of, and like the guys may even not even have a website, but they specialize in whatever unique like they've got, you know, four D CNC machines and whatever, and it's like if there is some enabling technology, a layer to which like to with the ambition level of what Alibaba has that is covering the United States manufacturing base, whether that is, and also just in, like the uh, hand labor base, right? Of like electricians, masons, any of that. And then the pipeline that feeds it from school with the guaranteed job amounts. Cause all everyone really wants is a guaranteed job from between like 85 and $110,000. And there's a group of those out there with two years of technical training. It's just like not regarded in, in how, what people are thinking they want yeah. to do. And so I think we just need to figure that out because uh, everything else, like all these digital jobs or training people to be digital, be coders, all that shit is going to be overseas. All these Eastern block guys are going to be better than the best US engineers. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is, it's, just, sure. uh, it's disparity. Yeah. I think also when you look at sort of coding as an export, Forget even just the Eastern Bloc. Like the more when we go to like much more developing countries, right? Like in Southeast Asia and Africa, I think that once you can start getting young kids more hands on technology, like if, you know, if their export is code, I don't know why some kid in some in West Africa couldn't produce code at a hundredth of the price. We see this on Upwork every day. Like, right? I don't care where you're from. You know, like I'm looking at that <laughs> yeah. resume and if you have a hundred percent satisfaction rate and like plug it in, brother, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, there's a more disparity. Like if you have a hundred, if you have a hundred percent satisfaction rate and you are in, there's someone I hired actually um, for something that's uh, $85 an hour and she's not in the US and her US counterparts are like 150 bucks an hour. But there was also other people I saw for $25 an hour. So this is like a weird sort of pricing structure thing where I'm like, Okay, I want to pay above the average, like way above the her competitor rate in her country, right? Um, because all of a sudden I think that now she's a higher tier, but it still is coming in significantly less than sort of what I'd be paying a, an American for. I don't want to open up the floodgates and talk about what happened with Nick Huber recently. I don't know if you guys saw that, right? Um, about his 
He was tweeting yeah, about yeah, hiring look, people. That's what you get for you know, And he was fighting back. He was saying, look, I am doing these Filipino folks who are making oh. $5 an hour a favor, you know, and the... Uh, and the, and the, the I think it's tough. From. I mean, I, I listen. I don't want to. I don't want to get a, a thing about it. I, but I remember one of one of the papers I wrote in college, be relatively contrarian, um, was about uh, sweatshops. Wow, you're dropping being big like and yeah. a net good. Like some sweatshops in certain places are net good. Not sweatshops per se, but like factories, right? Sort of factories where like if there had not been a factory before, people had no food and no water and were living under dirt ground. Right, and now all of a sudden something comes in. So there's obviously a middle ground to find, right? Yeah, we should, but honestly, but, the main, main problem with it, the problem isn't the $5 employee over there. It's the way that he parades it and the attitude sure. with which it's treated I, is uh, yeah. is just so uniquely like guy who guy on the internet who doesn't understand how the, like, the world perceives anything, and it's rough. Well, I think it's also like intentionally, like, it, like he was going for that, right? He wouldn't have done that if he wasn't. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I think sure it's a get, it gets ugly, things. and then you start regretting it. But like, there's no way he wasn't going for that. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, I mean, what's the think, next? Uh, oh, good, good, James. No, no, I was gonna say I think it's in, from it's tough when you're doing this personal brand marketing perspective stuff, where like you're trying to grow an audience, and like candidly, like one of the most important things is just to be like pretty polarizing, I think, and to yeah. say things that like make a clear statement about how one thing is and that other people disagree with, and on purpose. Yeah, Colin could have chosen a photo where he wasn't in those shorts. Yeah, and yeah, he's in like, <laughs> but he knows it wouldn't have popped, you know, which wouldn't have done the same numbers. Yeah, uh, the big white boy fit. Yep, the big white boy fit. All right, on to the next one. So the next is my tab, and it is Yepic. I'm gonna assume it's pronounced Yepic.ai. And uh, so Can we talk so, about naming these startups first, or is, <laughs> do we have to go? Right to <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's some some different language. But what I will say is that uh, this came about because I had signed up for actually full circle. Uh, the VA service that Nick tweeted about in that thread, I actually reached out to, and this shows you that for the right person, it sort of aligns, right? Like obviously, it was, yeah, for it, for you know. sweaty startup gang or for what's, what's the right is there for for sweaty startup bees? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then sweaty then boys, sweat boys for, for sweat good? boys, yeah. for sweat boys. So I reached out to them, and they sent me when I booked my call. A little onboarding video just to prep me for what I was want to talk about with them, and it and I sent it over to you guys through text because it was good and it was nice, but I real it felt a little AI, right? Felt like a little deep fake in the face, um, and we all agreed that it was probably a deep fake, but it was pretty good, right? I mean, and I think that if you weren't it was good. us, yeah, but I think like, if you weren't us, you wouldn't have picked up. On I it, think right? I think you wouldn't have noticed it if it wasn't weird that you were getting a personalized video. Sure. Right? Yes. If, if it for, wasn't for an like onboarding name drop, not you, an onboarding. Would, you yeah. would have just thought it was an onboarding video. But as soon as yeah, it's and, got a name drop, you're like, wait a second. Yeah, and name drop me, and it wasn't even onboarding. To actually, it was a sales a sales call, right? <laughs> so like the idea that right. someone had even yeah. spent the time for a sales call. Now, so I I we all decided it was a deep fake, <laughs> so and I sick. decided to to go down a little <laughs> rabbit hole and be like, surely this has got to be deep fake, and how do we find it? And so I came across this thing, Yepic.ai, Yepic Studio. Um, and it's instantly turned text into professional video for customer onboarding. And it is just like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that old, uh, there was a thing where like, it's, it's a bunch of fake faces that you can use that have like no licensing rights attached to them. Cause it just like AI generates, I think with GPT three or something like yeah. these faces. Anyway, it's just these fully AI presenters that you just type in text and it like, I mean, it's crazy, dude. It just creates these fake videos and they'll say whatever you want. And I think it's interesting for myriad of reasons, including AI starting to get scary and sketchy and weird. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the Tom Cruise deepfake account on TikTok, which has gotten pretty 
pretty famous has done well. Um, but candidly, like, A, this is really cool for marketing, but B, this is just showing me how it's really clearly going to eat up a bunch of jobs as it gets a little bit better in the next year or two. Um, and yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, we, we, we've, we've got to use this. How much is it? It is, let me see, the pricing is actually not so crazy. Let me see. I, I, so I was going to say, we've got to like do this to yo, like read the 20 pod. credits a month for 30 pounds. Yo, for pounds. free, you can get four videos a month. And what's pounds? Pounds is like... Is like a buck twenty, I think, or something. A buck. 30. Yeah, it's like nothing. Post post Brexit, it's it's trash, right? It's like Australian <laughs> yeah, dollar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's all funny money. It's like Catalunya, Canadian money. Um, okay, Thirty pounds per user a month gets you twenty credits. What does a credit get me? A video. A credit right? gets you. A now, video. Yes, a fucking entire video. Yeah, but there's a there's a limit on the video. You can't do. Oh God, you can do multilingual avatars for those ones. Personalization, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hola, como esta, brother? It changes the rendering speed. For example, you can choose a background image or video if you pay more. Yo, yeah, um, yo, yo, that background image though. You know what I mean, I need this video a lot from Drake's house, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time I ever video, video chatted with Orin, I think he had the he had the Drake's Jake Drake crib as his background, and I was like, God damn, it, that's that flex. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the not the right audience, but I feel like. The value prop is personalized video, and anybody that watches it is going to be like, "This is this is not actually personalized." Yeah, I think so, they haven't found like, product market fit yet for the technology. Unless there. it's like the real answer is yeah. they should be reading these tabs. You know, um, <laughs> right. but, but no. Like, but really, alternatively, I I just think that we're I think that we are a little tech savvy. I think that if you sent this to like you know I think uh, to the, yeah, bro the yeah, average person at the GoDaddy call sure. center is like cool yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> I can't believe they made this video for me yeah shout there's out, also shout out to there's also an sure. interesting big love and I, I wish I had um, this would be a fun thread do you guys know what the uncanny valley is because there's like a, there's yeah. this thing with yeah so there's a thing with like AI and, and robots where it's like the closer we get to it actually feeling looking human the, the more we as humans yeah. yeah feel more uncomfortable with it because like our brain recognizes there's something wrong with this so I think this is actually pretty good. It might just be that it's like in that uncanny valley where it feels a little weird to us because we know, like I, I sent it to you guys initially, was like there's something weird about this. This has got to be deep fake, right? And like it would, I would almost prefer it to be like a like a whiteboard, like like cartoon video. It's like what's up, James? You know what I mean? Because like from that way, yeah. I know like clearly that's not a human. So. Um, yeah, anyway, there's there's that's so that's much awesome. alpha in that and like the like like even just like the little Michaela influencer stuff where it's like a completely no. fake influencer and they're photoshopping it in but it's not even done like well they they yeah. crushed it like obviously it went huge but it's not even done well right like uh, well yet and I there's with this kind of thing we're just a couple steps away and people who are like playing with this like someone should just buy this and do something completely different with it like this isn't the, this isn't the market for it but like there is a market and it's going to be huge. I mean, the, the other, there makes me start thinking about, A, well, there's like an interesting deep dive to go into like how scary it can be. You get politicians, right, but that are deep fake that are saying things or or you get a deep fake going around of like a, of, of a Pupco CEO that's talking about earnings or something happening. You get Elon Musk, you know what I mean, like saying things that aren't true. You know what I mean? You, you get that around, all of a sudden Tesla stocks yeah, but that's, going that's wild. That's the exact imitation of a person where it's just creating a... Accurate representation of someone that doesn't exist, avatar. which I think is an interesting, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, there's infinite, there's infinite ways to think about it, um, brother. They're all going to collide, brother. Occam's razor, Philip Law. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. The uh, I'm about the to drop the, uh, that Occam's razor no, thread just, 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 just to have it, just to see where. Yo, yo, Occam's razor right. as a as a paradigm for current vaccination <laughs> effort. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, with Occam's razor, right. it probably is. 
using Occam's razor as a principle, if I look at a video of Elon Musk talking, it probably is Elon Musk talking, right? As opposed to a deep fake AI of Elon Musk talking, right? To, to Brother, sort of use Occam's razor as an example. Have you ever considered that you're the razor? <laughs> Not Occam's though. All right, what do we got next? James uh, Razor. All right. I was going to say, that, re- that reminds me of, of Boyle's Law, but anyway. We're all gases. That's that. <laughs> all right, so uh, my tab is a C- CNN link. Uh, headline is, a page of Spider-Man comic book history just sold for $3 million. So this is a single page from an early Spider-Man comic book. Uh, the page is the first appearance of the infamous black Spider-Man suit. And the page, it actually, actually this page and another less significant page, just sold for $3.6 million. Uh, at a- This is why we can't let y'all nerds have money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, go back to the mines. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think this is crazy. Really, I'm not, I'm not a comic book guy. That probably surprises you. Uh, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, not to tie this back to NFTs, but I think there's always going to be this ridiculous demand for things that are limited. Um, and uh, I think yeah, there's, there's another, so much wealth disparity. You don't know what to do with your wealth. What it, it's nostalgia and it's exclusivity. Like those are the things that like sell when you when utility is done. When it's like I'm getting the finest meats I can get. I have the nicest jacket I can buy. Everything else is like, is this hard to get, or does this make me feel a certain way because of a prior a prior experience? And so just leaning into that will will only continue. Yeah. I mean, there's a real. It's interesting because I have a lot of friends who are um, like creative in Hollywood. In real life, Pokemon cards. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, but also, no, no. Are like selling or creating IP to sell TV shows and stuff. And there's, I know, there's a real lack of IP in Hollywood these days. And that's why you see, like, Mar- I mean, Marvel is just like a machine, right? Like, it is just like Disney is just out here. Di- kudos to Disney with a couple of just obscene acquisitions. Star Wars, I think, for a billion dollars. I think they bought the entire yeah. Star Wars franchise for a billion dollars. And they bought Dis- they bought Marvel too, right? For like six billion, I think that's what. It- Either way, it's just like they're reusing the same IP again and again. They're doing a good job, but I know that studios are looking for new IP to 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 buy up because they're just running out of stuff. We're just these are the same stories they've been told for 30, 40, 50 years, right? Um, and, and that's why just, they're, it's going to be all board apes. It's all Disney. This is going to be board apes. We got forty five board ape shows, really. I'm hoping it's going to be more of like a board uh, mummy waking I'm hoping, up. For, I'm hoping it's larva <laughs> lads, bro. You know what I'm saying? I watch a whole larva lads universe. You know, just hundred p, dude, hundred p. But no, dude, the, this really, actually, ironically, you know, you guys, this is. I know Colin said he doesn't want to connect it to NFTs, but really, what this connects it to me towards more is like just like M2 money supply and inflation, right? This is really just, there's just money. Like That's why the whole collectible space is blowing up, I think, in the past couple of years. It's just like this obscene amount of capital that's going into, you know, that's going well, and, into and the market. And who's getting the money? That's the other thing. Is all the people that were getting the money before were then using that money to get more money or spending it on like cocaine and yachts. And those are like the sure. two buckets. And now it's, you've got these people that aren't <laughs> like, okay, I'm not, I'm getting all this money, but I'm not a business person. I'm not like, let me diversify my assets. Let me set up generational wealth. I want to have, you know, I want to own all of South Carolina. Like the ambition is different, you know, uh, but then, and also they are, you know, Maybe they're too late in their life, or they just never were the kind of cocaine and yacht people. And so I think this is a uh, a, a new generation of like, okay, cool, I'm going to spend my money on nerd shit, and the, which is is set up a whole massive set of cottage industries that, that work within that. Sure, a hundred percent. It's just it's also uh, you know I, there's there's definitely something to be said for it. My question is sort of obviously we'll never know in, in our lifetimes. It's like when we look back on this, all these things that we're seeing collectibles that are just gripping and ripping right now. 
right? Or in 500 years, people can look back on this and be like, oh my God, like what a fantastic purchase that was, right? Like, because, uh, you know, it just like makes me think about like I don't think Van Gogh sold years. a single painting during when he was alive. Yeah, right? I'm yeah. trying to think of if there's any comic books that have that meaning to me. And I'm like, all right, you know, like if I could get a fire deal on like the first ever like spawn or something of that nature, or sure. if I could get like the original drawings of Lone Wolf and Cub, or like I'd be like, all right, you know, but like I don't know if they're worth it. It's like 3.6 million. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the amount of the amount of money on this in particular is ridiculous. I just think the the interest in like you said, Oren, like things without utility um, that are scarce is just not going to go away uh, in our, I don't know, modern capitalist society, first world society, right? And uh, it, it and lives on, pushing, keeps reclaimed, going. you know what I mean? Take back, <laughs> reuse, reduce, recycle. That on, is on, re- with that my is- Alibaba sourcing ebook. Alibaba is actually, to be fair, Alibaba is an amazing source of reclaimed clothing. Uh, and I had have done this this prior project where we were hunting down like women's workwear and we're fine and like basically found like thousands and thousands of things that are in China that had been like printed in the 80s that weren't used that were able to be then like upcycled. Uh, it's actually yeah. a really interesting source for that. And and also that is like a super fashion move because you can do like wholesale collections versus having to do like individual vintage. That's going to be a massive thing. But I'm saving that for one of my threads That's when sick. we get 6,500 followers. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say one might argue that because everything that has ever been created has been on this planet ever since the inception of this planet. That it's, it's all, all being upcycled, brother. <laughs> brother yeah. Yeah. We're upcycling you know? silica to the create the Audi. <laughs> We're all stardust, right? You know what I mean? Like it's all just stardust. Anyway, no, I just, I just want look. You know, for all of uh, money, Twitter, red pill, Twitter. I just want y'all to love the earth <laughs> the way I love non-seed oils. You know, <laughs> just to hold it close. <laughs> hold it close. All right, let's bring us to the next one. Orange, you want to take it away? All right, so this is the the block bar, which uh, I didn't. You know, I was like, do we get back into? Is it, do NFTs come back into this? Does it turn back into a crypto podcast, the most noted crypto podcast on the, on the West Coast? Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, and the answer is yes, because honestly, I, I logged in to to OpenSea the other day. I started seeing, yeah, I'm seeing prices rising. I'm getting airdrops that are worth actual actual money. NFTs are back, baby. So I'm ready to go. So this Beautiful. is about the block bar, which, as far as I understand it, I don't know if this was done by a third party or a consortium of liquor companies, but this is a liquor specific blockchain uh, website where they are they have nfts related to the liquor industry and so f- now typically in any other industry that wasn't the liquor industry because these guys know how to market obviously uh you'd be like okay cool like w- whatever but now this they have a 200k sale for a one-off bottle of henny and that is a uh you get the nft of it and you get the physical like special edition bottle of it but again selling that for someone for 200 racks is and i'm sure you know it's probably like an executive at lvmh that's buying it uh but yeah you know, or either either way they have kind of created this like okay let's flip it on its head we are doing super high-end auctions on here it's kind of got this interesting physical and virtual and so i figured if there was anyone who would be able to accurately figure out um the metaverse that wasn't like adidas flailing or you know some of these other things that we've seen uh, it would be the liquor industry and i found it very interesting of this like super high-end way that they're approaching it uh, to kind of kick it off and we're while like obviously like the canvas industry is like you know like brah buy your you know buy, buy your one with eight thousand four thousand two hundred tokers you know like that's like kind of yeah, where that's at which is sick and i'm happy there's a community building but like this is obviously on on that next level and so just curious curious what what y'all thought of that and then like are you guys going to bid on that limited edition gin and tonic or you know i mean a non-alcoholic mark you know what i mean that casamigos you know what i mean nft <laughs> what are we doing I, uh, 818, I, baby. baby you know I, what I'm, saying? I'm buying all the 818 editions. You know what I mean? Whitelisted, <laughs> straight up. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I like love the intersection of the internet and, and physical. And this is a super dope example of it. And, and like you said, I think this is probably the best thing a brand has done in the NFT space yet. 
What I was going to, yeah, see, like the physical, I've been really interested in. That's why I got in the crypto jeweler thing. Because basically when you buy a crypto jeweler NFT, you also get the, like, the actual like physical dimensions and stuff if you were to want to get the piece produced. And then he actually started selling combos of the of a physical piece of jewelry with the NFT of the jewelry, which I was like, all right, there's like something here. And he's kind of taken off since I first looked at it. Um, but yeah, like that that's going to be an interesting choice. But obviously liquor is going to do it right. You know, if only the cigarette industry was still booming, you know, like what, what would they have done? <laughs> Dude, Altria, you want to look at some stocks that have been gripping and ripping, you, uh, M.O., that's Altria, um, <laughs> just crushing it. Um, but what I was going to say is that... Uh, I had someone who was trying to talk, he was trying to talk himself out of investing in that, it's like back in the day, and like a big name investor, and, and at a table with me and like two other millennials, this older guy, and we were like, what are you doing? Like, just keep, take every dollar that you have, you know, and just keep on that train. <laughs> Forever, dude, syntax is to the moon. Um, but I was going to say is that I think... Uh, there's some really interesting, the reason I like this one specifically is there's some really cool documentaries about wine fraud. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. seen them, but like the sort of Bro, line- It's happened to me on Bordeaux like a hundred like times. That's that's a crazy flex. If you were actually, <laughs> if the wine that you're buying, no, actually, honestly, Oren, part, there's two drink. sides of wine fraud. One, I know you don't drink yet. One side of wine fraud is that it's the super high end. And the other is that, like, all mass, they do massive oh, yeah. wine fraud for really shitty wine, too. Well, I, I was, and isn't there, yeah. like, some country that's, that, like, has, for some rules, basically says it's French, but it's not French? There's, like, a whole fucking cottage industry of that shit? I, I've, like, heard something about this tangentially. Yeah. I want to... So Sour Grapes streets. is yeah. one of them. Sour Grapes is one of the documentaries. It's a really... It's a great documentary. Um, but there was, like, there's this dude they find, it without blowing it all up, but, like, this dude would go to, like, catch and, like, order $300,000 of bottles of wine. And then at the end of the night... And he would impress everyone, all these other wine collectors. So they all, they saw him really buy the wine. And then, and then he'd go to like the bar and he'd be like, hey, you know, I love, I love these wines. I want to take the bottles home. So they'd be like, okay. So then he would like take the bottles home, these empty bottles of like $120,000 bottles of wine and like fill them up and like reseal them with all this stuff. But anyway, let's go. This is a really interesting concept because A, I, I do know from the, these two documentaries about like sort of liquor fraud. Um, uh, but B, it really opens up a question for me, which is like, and I got into a little debate with someone on Twitter about this the other day. Um, and the answer is that the NFT and the physical bottle, you don't buy the physical bottle unless it comes with the NFT, right? And because that's the provenance, right? In the same way that I wouldn't buy the Mona Lisa unless it came with the COA, right? Or some sort of provenance. Yeah, well, it does give you an interesting thing. If you are going to go like, say you're at bottle service and you like actually went for the, uh, what is it? It's the, the Methuselah. And the Methuselah is the Ace sure. of Spades, the biggest one they have. It's like the size of a man. You know, they have different Ace of Spades <laughs> sizes. And so yeah. they bring out the Methuselah on like a gondola. But if you buy that, it's like typically that'd be like, okay, cool. I just spent this 60 racks and then that is now gone. And versus, sure. uh, you know, if we were actually able to continue that, that would be, you know, and, and have that NFT that proves it, you'd be ideal. Well, I know it's much small. So this is interesting to you. I'll, t- I'll tell one quick anecdote. Um, when, uh, I was working at a very famous nightclub in New York City. There was this guy named Jolo buying bottles at the time. He was this. Uh, Yo, bro. I know all man. about, I don't know all about our Korean arms dealer friend. Yeah. <laughs> so Jolo. Yeah, I was at those same clubs. And he, and he ordered two. I think Nebuchadnezzar's of Moe, and they were 60K each or 70K each. Oh, is it the Nebuchadnezzar is, or the Methuselah? The, is it Nebuchadnezzar there's a bunch. or two down no, or two? No, there's, a, oh, yeah. no, there's, there's like so a Jerobomb. There's a, the Jerobomb's another one. Yo, and Nebuchadnezzar as a call-out for a liquor size is so dope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a Megaflex. But hold on. So they, so this is why the NFT is interesting here. Because they, so he bought two bottles. They're like 70K each, right? He, they only opened one. And then what happened is after they opened one... They took the other one and brought it back downstairs at the end of the night. 
because you can't, you can't take that liquor out of, out of the club with you. He came back the next night and bought another another seventy thousand dollar bottle, and all they did was bring him the exact same bottle again. And that is interesting to think about from an NFT perspective, right? Like, there's no way he could know whether they brought him the same bottle. But if you had like some sort of scan for an NFT, like, would you <laughs> would you be like, whoa, bro, I'm not paying twice for the same bottle of liquor all over again? And I, and I don't I don't I don't know. Is, is the That's answer. interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's a lot of I. I think that there's. I got in an argument with someone because they were asking about. Okay, so if how do I know someone doesn't buy, you know, buy the NFT and the original, right? And then they sell me a fake with the NFT. And I guess the answer is you, you can't stop that. There's this is not like a perfect solution, but it is sort of a, uh, a a more eloquent and better one because hypothetically you don't buy the liquor that's that expensive, or you don't buy the Louis bag, or you don't buy the you know, the Jimmy Choo's or the Jordans, unless they come with the NFT, right? Because um, that's what the real, sure. the real value is, the provenance, right? Um, I think, I think that's it. For sure. That's What's the, uh, all right, well, I think next we, tab's you, brother. No, before we go on the next tab, I think I want to take a real quick oh, yeah, opportunity yeah. To, to, to bring up Irene Dow. Like, while we're just talking about NFTs, um, Irene Dow has blown my mind, and I'm sure some of you motherfuckers listening to this own an Irene Dow NFT. Um, but an Irene Dow is sort of this, I don't think it's even a real DAO. But anyway, it is based on this a very attractive woman named uh, Irene Zhao, I believe is her name. Um, and these guys just like took a bunch of pictures of her. Um, they all like, she's got a lot of followers in the crypto Twitter community. Took a bunch of pictures of her and then like o- overlaid words on it. Like one says, when token. Another says, have fun staying poor. Uh, another one says, focus on the tech, sir, S-E-R, right? So another one just says, simp with a sign. And then another, another one just says, up only. Anyway, um, anyone should look into it. But the floor on these is currently three three ETH. So what's that? $12,000 or $10,000. And it's traded 1,800 ETH in the past. Yeah, well, because there's this like, <clears throat> there's this like dark weird vaguely sexual energy that obviously circles around like all crypto things where like some of these guys will just zero in on this kind of thing and go way too deep and that's like what they're there for you know it's a whole that's like a cottage industry well my feeling is that if you if if no one was convinced before that a lot of the money that is floating around crypto is from guys who hit the lotto right i mean and i don't mean like that they weren't smart and and played the right lotto they knew what they were getting into but i mean they made a bet that paid off 100x 1000x 10000x very different from like grinding it out through a job that paid you a salary, <laughs> you know. Sure. Um, and kudos to the smart guys that played that lot away earlier than me. But like, this is it, right? Because if you made a hundred million dollars or twenty million dollars out of nothing, you might just throw three thousand dollars around, ten thousand dollars around, like funny money, um, specific, you know, just in in so specifically in, in Irene Dow. Yeah, it all goes back to that concept of the elusive giga whale. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah so like <laughs> someone, a man. And it is a man exits <laughs> his penthouse, it's, you know, it, it, above Brickle in, in Miami. Versace Robon. He's he's got seven monitors just in the foyer, you know, and the he's uh, he just life, just displaying just TA pure TA, you pure know. And then he TA. says, "We're we're floor sweeping Irene down this morning." I do. Like min- his it. minions just go. Yeah, I've been getting a little freaked out. We won't get into it, but the penguins have been a little been freaking me out a little bit recently. Again, I 
And I, I yeah, I look, as someone who has been out since 4700 ETH and has not gone back in, I, I, I'd be freaked out too, brother. I mean, I, so my, I, I'm, I'm good on ETH. The, the Bitcoin, I, I, my, my BTC, I think, I sold. Why like, would you ever buy Bitcoin? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Anthony Pompliano. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin pizza was a great idea. I'm sure you guys are having mega success probably with the podcast or whatnot. But, and, but, and I'm guessing you have to ask that might be better than cash. But why would anyone ever buy Bitcoin? Did you guys see that Standards and Poor's, I think, downgraded the debt? That El Salvador, El Salvador's credit risk against their U.S. debt, like this, like yesterday, partially because they're like looking at at the president, being like, "What is he doing?" Like he, like they cruelly do not have the eighty-five million they owe the U.S. to pay them. It's like due next month. So anyway, it's just it's it's all it's just all wild stuff. But um, let's go on to the next one, which is my yeah. My post every day. What you got, brother? I got uh, we so we the three of us were talking recently, and I was. I was sort of just on one of my. We all get into these sort of like rants and ideas of ways to make money, and I found and I had this thought, and uh, and it was, uh, you know, could we start turning video on ma- text on mass into video? And it sent me down a rabbit hole and reminded me of this thing called Article Video Robot. And this link isn't working here, so give me a second to type it in. It's just article articlevideorobot.com. Yeah, there we go. And it's like a very like videorobot.com. Yeah, it's like a very like 1.0 uh, like web 1.0 website kind of. And and really straight up, dude, this this website has been around for it says 2022 on it, so kudos to them for keeping it up to date. But I've known about Article Video Robot for like at least a decade, maybe 15 years. Um, but basically what you do is you you enter, you know, you enter a URL or you enter an article and it just like spits out like a video using a, you know, taking the text and turning it into like some audio and maybe like VSL style, like text on the screen with just images moving around the background, like stock photos. Um, and the reason I think this is really interesting is, is there like an arbitrage opportunity? Like I made a joke earlier before recording, but like, could we go, I mean, now obviously Encyclopedia Britannica is on the internet. Let's go. (laughs) But like, could we take Encyclopedia Britannica, load them all in, like 20,000 entries, make 20,000 videos that all go load straight and then just upload them to YouTube? And then we just get, you know, it's not even, we're not hoping that, you know, remember that GPT-3 one that we we had like a month or two ago? We're not hoping that any of them get like 10,000 hits, but we're hoping to get 20,000 YouTube videos that all bring three views a day for people that are searching like, you know, what was Genghis, how many wives did Genghis Khan have, you know? Um, yeah, or, and, and then they could, and you could get the, the, the red you know, AI video, you know what I'm saying? We, we're getting, getting the in-stream ads, we're popping up the YouTube subscribers. You guys should just, we should hit niches and do this, you know, like men talking about tools, like how to do dude, basic, basic, like, yeah, I mean, you could kill it. If this works, right? I mean, it's one of those things where you could just, it's sort of black hat, gray hat, I guess, right? Um, definitely blackout. But anyway, like you would just go and populate, you know, 10,000 videos and, you know, whether you direct them to like an opt-in, right? Like you could do it with Alibaba yeah, stuff, yeah, just, just get that ad revenue. You you know, know, like or, said, you get that YouTube ad, ad revenue. revenue right there. Um, and it reminds again, me of, like there's a cap on the amount of videos. Yeah, it's unlimited, right? And so I remember, and the thing it reminded me of was when I was like 17, um, there was a website where you could like write articles online and you get paid like five or ten dollars. I forget what it's called, I'll find it one day. But it got bought by Yahoo. And the way people were hacking it was this was I'm 33, so this was like 16, 17 years ago. Not everything had not all these physical books have been put on the internet yet. And even still today, I'm sure there's tens of millions of books that have been written that have not been digitized and t- turned on the internet. So people were just going to the library 
and just picking up these books, and you got paid more money the higher quality the content was. We're just going and picking up these books and just like click clacking away and copying words off the pages of a book and typing it into this article thing that Yahoo bought and just making, you know, they were doing four an hour, making 40 bucks an hour, nothing crazy. Um, probably with inflation, 80 bucks an hour today. Um, but that's what made me think about this today, right? Is like, is there a similar ARB to play where there's a massive content that exists, but that it doesn't exist in a certain digital channel yet? And so would that be it? So anyway, so that, that, was, that was my thought about Article Video Robot. Just, just the schemer in me trying to see if there's a way to scheme. Yeah, you know, look, and that's that's that, that legendary alpha that you know we're, we're looking out there for you know on, on the pod for the list, listeners are here for man. That's a, you, how many business ideas they have through in there. You know, I mean, you could have a mail defense service. You know, you <laughs> could uh, you, you know you could be doing tech. You could be doing text or video. You could just buy that AI outright. You know, you could be uh, you could be surfing bottles at the block bar. Yeah, I mean, this I is, mean, it's just infinite. It might be. You know, what's funny is that as we as as I know that the 200 people that listen to this podcast love this podcast. But we can't figure out the distribution channel correctly yet. And I wonder if it's really just to turn it into like, that it's just like each pod, you, you will guarantee you four money-making hustles. Yeah, no, I'm saying 10, <laughs> 10 levels of alpha. We're going to rename it to 10 levels of alpha. Yeah, or, or so, no, yeah, actually, even, even better is like, we should call it your first 10 million. Yeah. You know, and just, and just <laughs> step it up one, one level higher. Your first, your first ETH, right? Um, but yeah, actually, the best one of those is the, is the private arm service for... Uh, for the for the yeah yeah pri- private mail defense like, lo- lo- like local privatized mail defense you just get a security company and you just pitch a contract to Union Pacific and then you're just and you're just doing in between brother you know that's I mean? it like, that's it you just arbit out it's a classic classic security <laughs> arbitrage play <laughs> super simple yeah you know I mean made Blackwater famous yeah hundred percent hundred percent Eric shot the god. Is that all the is that all the tasks, right? Is yeah, I think it's all the, all, all the tasks we have. We, we we lost Colin on video somewhere. We'll, we'll give the listeners like easily seven or eight guesses as to what reason it is that he's not on there. Is it uh, did, did his child leave the home? Uh, you know what I mean? Was it was it was it angry Kel syndrome? And Kel's I still got the hundred dollars. You know, I mean, if you're listening, if, to this, if he's you got listen, shouting out on the Venmo. We just you know we just need to know you listen through the whole way. Uh, well, what other things could have happened to Colin? You know, build his build it. electrocution. Dude, but we're also, I love that you're calling him out on it because this is, I think, the third time something like this has happened in the past like month. And every time he hops back in, he's like, oh, oh, you didn't tell, you guys didn't talk about that, did you? And it's like, yeah, we talked okay. about that. How you, how you didn't show up. But, uh, what is it, brother? Computer problems? You know, say personal problems? Business good. problems? You know I mean? You just got to let know. This is, this, this, this pod could be his, his therapeutic channel. Uh, but yeah, I guess the, uh, some of the actual, uh, segments aren't, aren't as exciting. Like, floor check is only an excuse for us to beat up on him for doing an entire thread on Ohm. Uh, you know, that's the yeah. only reason it still exists. Uh, what, uh, what, yeah, I mean, yeah, James explains it's only funny when, when we're all laughing at it. You know, what, yeah. What else, what else we got? You want to cancel anybody? I there's this one dude. Look, and he, th- those and he, goats that are you know the I'm not. Tweets? Right, good. Oh, actually, you know what? The go- <laughs> whoever's running. First of all, the Twitter ad platform is so horrific, and there clearly is no like they will just let. There's this goat tweet that Orin and I keep getting that is like the like the the lucky goats, goats lucky goats fourteen thousand edition out. <laughs> I've seen this ad every day for like three months straight. And these dudes are probably just losing money hand over fist trying to fucking sell out their their goat NFT projects. Look at their go their Upwork goat art, their fiber oh, goat art. I got a couple of homies who are launching NFT projects like right now, and it's like, and they're smart. And they're like and they're Twitter clever. ads first <laughs> first channel. Well, I'm just like, how are you going to get the traction on this? Like, who's who's getting this from me? But no, there's one guy, and you know, I'm not into canceling, right? In general, because I'm sort of mostly it's more like self preservation, and I just bro, don't you're want a that bird karma song, not a bird of prey, bro. We get uh, it, <laughs> but. There's this one dude, I know we were sharing around the tweet in the chat, the one dude in the Mercedes, it's like, he's like, might be in like a Sprinter van or something, and he says coffee, he's like, 
He's talking oh, yeah, about how yeah, yeah. coffee no, is. He, yeah, we, he, he got all the attention he wanted. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say people uh, so don't are, recognize. Are we canceling coffee or are we canceling? <laughs> <that guy? laughs> no, that. Well, the thing is, it's like if you that man we talk about ego. I mean, success happens at peak cringe, and you gotta just drop your ego. That man has dropped his ego so aggressively because he just wants. It's like trolling, right? And he's just getting. He's just getting exactly what he wants out of it, right? Which is like people talk about it on their massive he, podcast. He, he's like the sweaty startup of TikTok, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 100%. No, I think that's it, though. I think... I don't know. We should probably find out if Khan's alive. He's floor check for the Bromado? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I should there. check my uh, Bromado floor check. Let me open my... <laughs> yeah, it's, my, on, it's my, on Solana, my, so it's like... I gotta floor check check my check is, like, is it $13 or $31? Dude, I don't know my Phantom app password. I might have to hit up the team to get... Uh, yes, yeah, right. Any, any of our Eastern Block hacker fans <laughs> listening to this, you guys might help change that. Recovering his passwords. Yeah. I got into like a... I finally blocked this guy today on, on Twitter who's been like sort of weird trolling me for like... I don't know. Oh, oh, wait. Do we have... <laughs> is, Colin, is Colin coming in? Yeah, Colin, sort of, Colin has, has, has appeared back on the screen, you know, like partially, but, you know, who knows? With, with his Lenovo times. yoga, sometimes it takes a while to load. I'm going to see if I add a marker for the test here. Um, but anyway, I was going to say is that this weird sort of nice... Something I thought nice, like Coder Guy, Eastern European dude, has been sort of like trolling every tweet I had for a long time now. And we get into it in my comments, and I'm like, hey, man, this isn't cool to me, what you're doing. If you're trying to build a rapport, this is not working. And he's like, I know, but it, but attention is attention. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And you're like, that's very Eastern block. And I'm like, is your car a standard issue car? <laughs> well, today was the day. Yeah, in, in, in the communist economy, attention is attention. Though. <laughs> yeah, but in this economy, not at all. So I, today was the day I blocked him. So shout out to him if he listens to the pod. You suck, dude. You're a loser. Yeah, if you need his home address, just Google it. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, 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 I heard, I heard, oh, we, we, heard we heard a Colin chuckle. All right, so we, we, we placed bets. Was this a personal issue, a family issue, a equipment issue, or a builder's build issue? Oh, we lost him. We lost Colin we lost time him. back. We lost all right, we're, we're, we're going to end the pod on that note. Blessings uh, to, to all of our listeners. Thank you for coming to our Sweet 16 edition. You are all appreciated, beautiful, and loved. Uh, you know, buildersbuild.eth, um, you know, nanoflips.com. Bless up. Bless up. Stay rich, my Twitter.